this all is part of me i cannot choose one over the other i am an artist i am an immigrant i am from pakistan i am a muslim you know this is all these are all part i am a mother you know it's all part of me i now live in seattle this is my home this is also part of me this is each and everything is what made me Hi, my name is Rituja and this is Roti, Kapra or Makan, where we talk about the basics of life, food, clothes and the idea of home. I first saw Humaira's exhibit in 2012. It was a solo exhibition as part of AINA, a South Asian women's focused festival. From the time I saw her work, her passion and her vision continues to inspire me. I grew up in Pakistan. Uh, I've spent most of the time in Lahore, and my childhood was full of love and uh, family around, and you know, just like a regular childhood that usually kids have living in Pakistan. You know, you have some restrictions and boundaries, and you follow your parents' guidelines. and you try to study as hard as you can mm-hmm. uh so yeah that's exactly what it was although i'm i don't think that was the bright period of my life because i am more like a a free spirit india and pakistan have a contentious history to people from india pakistan and pakistanis seem so close and yet so far given that our countries were once one it isn't out of this world to imagine how many things we have in common given my own curiosity i had to ask humaira about her impressions of india both of my parents were born in jalandhar and they were very young when they moved to pakistan um, at the time of partition so they came with their parents um they were very young my mother does not remember a lot because she was like very tiny but my father remembers a few things So I I heard stories of their parents from them at the time of partition or the time they have spent in India. And you've been to India, right? So how did that did you go and visit your parents' <laughs> ancestral home? I have been to India a few times mostly for art related uh, exhibitions, conference and you know uh, also to visit. Uh, I did not go to Jalandhar because I did not know anyone uh, there. Mm-hmm. and my parents also because they moved when they were so young they did not remember exactly the place uh, in jalandhar so i went to india i went to mostly i spent a lot of time in delhi that's where i did my residency also i traveled to bombay jantalora caves jaipur agra fatehpur sikri bangalore so it was really good i have some very good friends there and i you know felt like at home actually in some place especially in delhi which is very similar to a culture we have in lahore and also architecture wise mogal architecture and the buildings and culture and also food similarities so there were a lot of similarities i had some friends come over to pakistan from india i hosted their exhibitions and they stayed with me and my family loved them so much as also they became like friends they're still friends my brother's friends uh with the artist who came so yeah i mean um i think we have so many similarities that we don't realize until we meet <laughs> exactly exactly 
It is so heartwarming to hear that the connection that we can make when we can set politics aside. Our conversation then moved to America. How did Humaira come to the US? Her journey to America was built on the foundation of friendship, which blossomed into a courtship and eventually into a beautiful union. When I was living in Pakistan, I knew it was a challenge, uh, not just because I was a woman and living in that society, but also as an artist. Um, art was considered more like a hobby and not as a profession at that time. So I thought I'll take that challenge. I'll take, I'll extend my challenge and even, you know, take sculpture as my main medium. And I will travel, but I will live in Pakistan. I'll take this challenge. So I was a little bit rigid about it. I thought I'll always live in Pakistan. I'll work and I will change uh, the concept and I will just, you know, travel and meet people in other countries. And, but at that time, my family also really wanted me to get married. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you? I was in my 20s. So, you know, 20s is the age after you finish your studies that your family really wants you to get married, find someone. Either they find someone for you or you find they want you to find someone. So, uh, so they introduced me to some guys who have had, you know, higher education in other countries, in U.S. also, in Pakistan. And I didn't find any person who was very supportive of me continue my work, who shared the same... Uh, ideology about life and concepts, I, how I wanted to live my life. So for a couple of years, I had gone through that process. And then I met Adil, who was actually visiting Pakistan, his family at that time, and he had already been living in U.S. So when we met, he didn't tell me in the beginning that he lives in U.S. I was so rigid about it. Even I told my family, if you are going to introduce me to someone, I don't want to meet anyone who lives in a different country. I want to live in Pakistan. Actually, I don't want to live in Lahore, and I, I will just travel. I will work, but I want to live here, and I don't want to move. Mm. So when I met Adil, he didn't tell me he lives in U.S. We became, so was Adil introduced to you by your parents first? No, actually, we met through friends. Okay. Uh, he loves photography. So he was getting his website made in Pakistan at that time, and I was getting my website made for my artwork. And my friends were making his website and my website ah. at the same time. So, so we, technology was a matchmaker, <laughs> really. Yeah, you can say that. So we met and, you know, kind of just talked for a little bit. We became good friends and exchanged our contacts. And because he was in Pakistan at that time, so we got to meet and talk more. And I said, wow, I mean, this person thinks really differently. He's not thinking like the usual boys in living in Pakistan. He was more open-minded. He was very easy to talk to, easygoing, and very casual. And I really liked that about him. He did say, there is one thing I'm not telling you right now, but I will tell you, um, and that was the thing that he lives in the U.S. Mm. And since I didn't know, I assumed he lives in Pakistan. Um, you know, so we just kind of, but at that time we were more like friends. And then he had to go back to U.S. and he told me the day he was leaving. And I, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. But I said, okay, I mean, just kind of try to absorb that. So he went back to U.S. And at that time I was traveling to U.K. And then I was going for my residency in Lithuania. So I went to London, uh, stayed with my sister. From there, I went to Lithuania. And after some time, he said, oh, you know, I'm coming for an official work to London. How about meeting again? And I said, yeah, sure, let's meet up. And then we spent a couple of days in in UK and then got to know each other more. 
I mean, he didn't tell me at that time that he only came to see me. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was no. <laughs> Anyways, but it was nice. So we got to know each other. Uh, then uh, he came to Pakistan again to visit his family. And then uh, a magazine in US uh, featured my work and they invited me for some lectures. And then I came to US and then I got to meet him here also. So all these, you know, times that we were meeting uh, in the back of our mind, we kind of had that feeling that, you know, we seem right for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's how it progressed. And uh, then our families met and they liked each other as well. They became friends. Um, so eventually, after about a year and a half, our families asked us, you know, if you guys like each other, why don't you get married? And And I knew it was something... I knew I will have to move because he was settled here and I didn't he didn't want to move back to Pakistan. So he asked me and it was not an easy decision for me but eventually I realized person is more important than location. And luckily I was in a profession where location does not really matter that much. So I moved and I'm very happy about my decision. You can hear the passion and conviction in Humaira's voice as she describes the subject of her art, what drives her to speak her truths and invite others into sharing their own. I do feel more sense of responsibility that I have to be part of the change. And if we want change, I will have to be part of it. I just cannot sit and expect others to bring that change. So taking part in that change, do whatever I can do through the medium I know best, which is art, and talking about it, sharing my views, um, is what I love to do. I have always been passionate about topics and themes which are not easy for people to talk and openly discuss. Uh, Taboos and stereotypes, especially related to women. Um, we grew up in a society where talking about, you know, relationships, periods, puberty, sex, uh, you know, all these topics are not encouraged. So uh, these are the topics which I have been using in my work. And I want to, my aim is to normalize these topics. So it's not, you know, it, they don't become the reason to shame women or certain gender or, you know, certain class. And now I'm working on a series which is going to be about immigration, migration, refugees, people who move from one place, they're looking for home. Uh, They're searching their home, even if they have to leave uh, for some reason like war or uncertainty or even if they choose to move. I think it's an interesting topic to discuss and very current right now. And it will, I think, open some people's mind towards it. And that's exactly what I want to do through my work, to show them why they move and the reasons for them and then what they face here and then what's the concept of home for a lot of people. I think sharing is very important because it encourages other people to share their stories. And also uh, it opens up a dialogue and conversation and open minds, even if you did not have that experience yourself. Uh, For example, miscarriage. When I was going through miscarriages, I did not have anybody to talk to. People were not open about it. And I really felt that gap. I was living here by myself. Uh, You know, my family was back home. And uh, it is a topic that a lot of people do not encourage you discuss. Uh, Many people will not even, uh, you know, tell anybody that they had a miscarriage. It becomes like a closed chapter. 
so by doing that series my intention was to encourage people to open up and even if you did not have that experience yourself there are a lot of people you will probably know who have had that relationship and they are looking for support and they want to share their story but because of the reaction they get scared and decide not to share their story so to normalizing uh, these topics and these issues i feel is the step towards resolving them and exactly the way exactly same i feel for immigration and migrating from one place to another you know many times when you migrate even if you had difficult you know circumstances or not if you decide to move by choice even if you have been living in a new place for years many people think your home is still from where you moved uh, even if you are going to visit your family or parents people say oh you are going home so you start this question in yourself because maybe at one stage you feel this is your home now where you are living currently and uh, going back is just visiting family but what is the concept of home uh, it may be different for people there might be some people who have been living here for a long time and still think from where they moved is their home but it's an interesting topic to discuss and explore so i do feel for Uh, I have an expectation from my new series that it will open this uh, dialogue and this discussion. I think my purpose uh, I'm doing my job if I'm just starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. My intention is not to bring resolution or solve the issues. My intention is to start the dialogue. Humaira is a sculptor. She uses wood as her medium of expression. When you see wood touch wood it seems hard but under humaira's hands and her chisel this wood comes to life slowly but surely she chisels her stories with that wood you can see a crease of her shirt a lace on the blouse a fold of her shoe in her art what's the secret behind her work in any medium discipline is important so even if you are an artist um, i think it is important to spend time in your studio uh regularly so uh, i do have some hours that i usually am in my studio uh which is related to when my daughter goes to school then i have my freedom but i love to work at night also night is the time when i don't have to worry about anything else and it's my time and i feel uh, i am at my peak of creativity at that time i'm not a morning person <laughs> i i just am not a morning person i it is difficult for me to get up very early in the morning and then you know start my creative process at that time so yeah afternoons evenings and nights are my best times being an artist is hard humaira and i talk about the practicality of being an artist to be an artist is hard anywhere <laughs> it's it's not that just in us or pakistan or india it's anywhere uh, especially first few years are really uh, challenging for an artist because you know we are struggling we're finding our voice we are establishing ourselves um so yeah and then because we are not doing a job or we don't have a regular income uh, and then we have to buy our materials we have to spend um you know creating work energy time uh, so a lot of this is an investment in yourself and your work and many times you don't see the reward right away so patience hard work and uh, persistence as we come close to the end of our conversation i ask humaira if she would like to say something she ends with gratitude 
to her parents, to her partner for their support, for their allyship and their encouragement. I think I'll take the opportunity to thank my parents and especially my father. We live in a community where we need to have support from our family and especially from male members of the society for women. So what I am today is a lot because of my father because he supported me. Even when I took the decision to be an artist, he was the only one who was neutral. The rest of the family was against me. And when I, you know, went into art school and then later I was doing so well, he was the one who said that he's proud of me and it was the right decision. And then he supported me, whatever I decided, if it was a travel, you know, uh, going for further studies. I had all the freedom and it was a lot because of my father. He supported me. So yeah, I'm grateful that I had a very supporting father and I'm grateful I have a very supporting partner. That was Humaira Abid, an artist, storyteller, and a change maker. Roti Kapra Aur Makan is produced by Studio Disha. Theme music by Mansoor Ahmed of Resonate Productions. Editing assistance by Daniel Gantner. I am Ratuja, and thanks for listening to Roti Kapra Aur Makan.